Dr. Brona Keane on Ireland's Tooth Fairy Podcast, a podcast where we don't sugarcoat the truth and chat about different dental experiences within the dental world. Here we will be hearing from patients, friends and doctors. We will be brought on different dental journeys from all different perspectives to help everyone understand and change their perception of dentistry. Your teeth are a core aspect of your self-care and are to last you a lifetime. They provide you with your smile, speech, eating, and some people even say that the smile is the window to the soul. Hello, I'm Dr. Brona Keane, and you are listening to Ireland's Tooth Fairy Podcast. Today joining me are two very close friends of mine, Sarah Fenley and Connor Nolan. Um, they are on today to give some anecdotal experiences about their unique dental experiences. Um, they are both in a three percentile prevalence of things that have happened to them as children. So welcome to the podcast, guys. Basically, we wanted to just chat to everyone to let everyone know kind of the, I guess that when you have these things that you're not like the only person to have them and like that these things do just pop up and it may be uncommon, but that they are out there because I know that the thing that I had was um, just that I basically looked like a vampire with fangs, um, but that's really, really common for a lot of people, but you guys are a little more uncommon, so then you've had a little more extra work, and I think it's good for like parents to know that sometimes these things happen, and it's not anything to worry about, because look at just now, both perfect smiles, um, so Sarah, you can start us off there. Yeah, I definitely thought I was the only person that this had ever happened to when I was a kid. And I was pretty self-conscious about it. But then a few years later, my younger cousin, actually, the same thing happened to him. So I'll tell you what it actually was. So this started when I was about eight years old. And I was one of those kids who had, for my two front teeth, one was a permanent tooth and one was a baby tooth for ages. And I'm talking like close to a year. So it wasn't the cutest look in the world. And eventually and sorry, I went- what age was that? Because it's important that people know that that front tooth does fall out at seven years old, plus or minus 18 months. So what, what age did you kind of go and find out that this was like not the norm or were you seeing general checkups? I was going to general checkups and they were keeping an eye on it when I was in second class. So I would have been eight years old and okay. the tooth just wasn't falling out naturally. And all of my other teeth at that stage had fallen out because I was quite like- um, I think they'd fallen out like quite early. Okay. So I went to the dentist and I basically asked them to take it out. So they took out the baby tooth and there was a giant root on it um, close to... <laughs> okay, we don't need to scare everyone here. <laughs> I'm sure it actually wasn't giant, but to me, I'd only ever lost baby teeth. So I'd never seen that and I was um, kind of surprised. So he took the tooth out and we waited for the permanent tooth to grow down. And then actually another year went by. So I was nine, nine and a half and there was no tooth growing. So at that stage I got an x-ray and that's when I found out that I had what's called a supernumerary, meaning that I had two permanent teeth where I should have just had one. And that was in the space of the, of the front tooth. So I think that means you're extra special though, doesn't it? That's what my mom said. <laughs> so apparently it's, apparently it's linked to the <laughs> And that's not just the mother's love. Exactly. So they told me I was going to have to have a surgery, get that surgically extracted because it wasn't going to grow down, which was, you know, 
a bit scary I suppose at the age I remember they didn't tell me when they were going to do it because they didn't want me to be worrying the night before and then they actually did it the following day so <laughs> it was a big surprise your parents like if, if they hadn't had a child with it before like as I said this only happens to two percent of the people so like your parents must have been a bit shocked as well maybe were they yeah, no, my, my mom definitely was a bit worried about it. And, I, and she was concerned about me with the anesthetic as well, because I had kind of, she just had a feeling and I actually did end up having a bit of a bad reaction. I was, they gave me the nitrous oxide, I think. And I did end up having a really upset stomach from it, but the tooth came out like, and I think it was fine. I never saw the tooth that was removed, but I was told it was probably a bit unusual looking did you not get to put it under your pillow and get an extra large kind of amount of cash for it no no i didn't i got it i got a certificate with the teddy bear on it and it said it said really brave (laughs) i would have preferred the money to be honest because i'll have to get onto the tooth fairy and let her know to pop away Please do. That would that would make a big difference. But um, so the tooth was removed and then the remaining tooth, unfortunately, wasn't growing. So at this stage, I was 11 or 12 and I hadn't had a front tooth for any of this time. So I had uh, another surgery, which wasn't as, as big of a deal, but they basically attached a chain to the permanent tooth and then they wrapped the other end of the chain around a ret- uh, around train tracks, which I had on the rest of my teeth. And then that gradually just pulled the tooth down. And luckily the tooth that came down was perfect and like very normal in shape. Yeah. And my mom revealed later that she was really worried that it was going to be really deformed and they're on on like round or something. But luckily it wasn't. So by the time I was 12, it was all completely normal. And then I just had braces for another little while after that. But that was it. So it was actually great. Lucky that it was normal, but... um... Like as like there is always options anyway that if if it didn't you'd still you'd still be able to look perfect yeah. in some way. And I was given a retainer as well. I, I wanted say. to mention this. I was given a retainer with a plastic tooth on it so that when I had the retainer in, it looked like I had my normal front teeth. So that was actually at the age of ten. So you didn't have a gap in your in your front teeth, basically. Okay. Yeah, and the and that was partly to stop the other teeth moving into the space, but it was more for me because I was I'd I'd had a lot of like years of looking really most kids' teeth that just sort of become a bit more adult at that point. So I was really happy to have that. But then I got the braces and then by the time I was about 14, they were removed and then that was kind of the end of it. So because I also at that age as well, the it's the communion age. So a lot of people are always worried exactly. about the teeth coming in. Exactly. And I had I had a closed mouth smile in all my communion pictures. But oh no. <laughs> <laughs> the worst, the worst part of the whole story. Yeah, like it was definitely just at the time I was like, I did, I don't remember being super self-conscious about it in terms of like, I probably would have been, if I'd been a teenager, I would have probably cared more, but it was probably, I didn't smile a lot at that age for sure. I smile a lot more now, don't I guys? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah perfect. that's a mad story. I never actually knew about that, but that's actually, yeah, that's did mad. When it happened to my cousin, he just had this he had the extra tooth and he was lucky that he got it removed and he didn't have to get a lot of brace or he got braces, but it wasn't as big the of a chain. job, I think. Yeah, he didn't have to get the chain, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it came yeah, yeah, there's like there's seventy, seventy-eight percent of those teeth come down without the chain. So <laughs> it was just <laughs> so it was like less than 0.5% of your situation, Sarah. So really, I was lucky. Special lady. So you were just in a little denture then for that little for that time. 
yeah that was for about a year that I had that and then uh when the tooth that when it started to come down it came down very quickly because I imagine the chain was pulling like it was coming quite fast and the the chain where it was attached didn't even leave a hole in the tooth or anything like that so it was like I was really I didn't know to worry about it at that age but if I had I probably would have worried a lot more and um, did pain like was it painful on because I know like when you're having your trainers when you have that um the bar on like I think they like pull some teeth back and I'm not sure was that painful because like I remember that being quite painful for brace yeah, kind of I remember it was pretty it, it was a little bit sore like the chain when I after I had that surgery it was the gums were a little bit sore but I think you know like I was I was taking kind of calipol or whatever it wasn't anything serious but just because I didn't expect it because it was the day after I got all this news that I that I had this done so I was kind of still getting used to it but it was it really wasn't that bad at all like I actually think getting braces later as an adult maybe was a little bit more sore maybe my teeth were a bit more sensitive at that age or something did you get braces when you were like like over 18 or something like that like later on in life or... yes because I was a little bit bold and I didn't wear my retainers um and that's the part of the story I don't like to say <laughs> in front of people so I ended up getting um Connor, it's actually you so them? common though like at loads yeah. people just don't wear my sisters are getting, yeah like, one of my sisters is getting them back on as well I think it's a retainer problem isn't it if you don't wear the retainer yeah, yeah I like one the first time which there I didn't get a bonded one so Connor remember when we were in San Francisco I had the train tracks just on the bottom teeth and luckily now I do have the bonded retainer but I still wear the plastic retainers at night uh, because you have to do both but yeah it's definitely it's the bonded one you wear I thought I had traumatic teeth experiences but you have you've had a lot more than me Sarah (laughs) (laughs) you're quite lucky but, um, well, when I was a bit younger I think yours were a bit more in your teen years weren't they um yeah Connor tell yeah. us about yours like what were you saying about the bar thing are you talking about the changing the bar situation was sore uh yeah I had a few kind of stages of braces my my teeth were pretty bad pretty bad I think that um, I had crowded teeth which I presume everyone uh, maybe isn't the case with everyone who gets braces but like uh, that was the case with mine it was overcrowded so I think all the teeth were clumped towards the front of my mouth so at you the start he was trying to get more forward did you uh well I talking about the bite the bite like you know you're like everyone always talks about that overbite and overjet was the your teeth were less so your front teeth weren't two millimeters two to three millimeters in front of your bottom teeth that's my impression because you were in the headgear spoiler alert. Uh, I think yeah exactly damn that was the, that was Sorry. the one of my story <laughs> Uh, I'm building up to that. I'm starting kind of less painful and then moving up. Anyway, um, they misled you. Know, he started, they? He, I suppose it's the only way to do it, really. You know, just kind of baby steps rather He's than like tell you your three yeah. years are going to be children. terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's more he broke it down into stages. Like you're going to have this for six months, it's like grand, and then train tax for kind of a year, and then I think it's maybe headgear after that. I can't remember, but like the first thing was anyway the bar with the elastic bands. Oh, sorry, this is sorry, this is the headgear. So I started off with the headgear. Um, you have a big bar, and you have two little things that clips into at the back of your teeth, like the the wisdom teeth or one of the back teeth. Yeah. And um, yeah. So that was. Yeah, that was a big experience. Just no one else had that. So I was I know, and you definitely had a unique, in... unique case. And you had that in boarding school? I had that in school, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, exactly. I was so in... sorry for because it actually ended up a- ending pretty much after that 
the old headgear. So you were the last to catch that. Yeah, a girl in my class. Yeah, exactly. That's the Apparently they don't do them anymore. But like, it was definitely the worst time of boarding school as well. Because like, it was my first and second year, which is, which in my school was like, like kind of the, the prime year for dorm raids. And like dorm <laughs> raids, like, it's basically a mad old kind of phenomenon that's definitely probably not even allowed anymore. But like, um, we'd have six <laughs> dorms and then during the night, um, one dorm would kind of plan to raid the other, another dorm. Um, and uh, I think it was in second year when I had the headgear, but we were in the small tower and we were, we were, we were small tower, like we were small in numbers, but like we were known for kind of having a few weapons. So like people wouldn't attack us too much. Um, we had was one guy. Your who, weapon? No, no, not uh, the headgear oh, wasn't a weapon, but like we had one lad who'd use his belts and then one guy had a hurley. So like we were pretty vicious as a, as a dorm. So people didn't attack us too much, Yeah. but um, there was the large tower and they, 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 attacked us a good bit because they just had more numbers um but like there were definitely a couple of times when they turned on the lights and had the headgear on and they were like taken aback i <laughs> uh, didn't know what it was um so like yeah I, I definitely did get my fair share of kind of abuse for that um oh, but um yeah my cousin also had it then as well and once he was over at at well my other cousin's house and my aunt went up and went in and gave out to him and said to take off the headphones and then he was just like this is just my dental gear <laughs> yeah oh terrible it's so cruel it's all, yeah. it, it, but it's also it's also very uncomfortable to sleep with because it, it kind of wraps around your there's a bar going going around your head so you can't really when you roll onto one side which i normally like to sleep on my left side or whatever the kind of the bar is kind of hurting your your it's causing pressure on your mouth because it's kind of sitting at an awkward angle um so there's all sorts of problems to it but um clearly did the job i think yeah did no, you never needed to get them again after that did you connie was that after that i went on to the train tracks and then from there it's kind of plain sailing although the train tracks once they put on the heavier bars are quite quite tough near as well so just a tough couple of years but like I think you have uh, as you said like getting it done early and then wearing the retainer is really the only option like I feel bad for people who are adults uh, who are going back to get braces like actually my mum got braces just because she didn't have the chance when she was a kid so um definitely lucky that my parents actually just put me through that when I was younger and that's then at the same time you wouldn't have got the headgear if you if you'd waited till now headgear wouldn't no, thanks for pointing that out stop Sarah <laughs> yeah uh, you gotta justify yourself for not wearing the retainer. <laughs> That's actually true. That's why I didn't wear my retainers because I thought the braces would be easier in my twenties. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Because like it's as Connor pointed out, like it is like we were very fortunate, obviously, to get the braces when you're younger. Because like at the moment, it's actually so common that people are getting them like when they're like older because they're like getting ready for like their kids' weddings or whatever kind of things like that and at that point it's obviously so much more apparent when you're getting them like to, in meetings and like everything like that as opposed to when you're in a child well I guess everyone kind of has them or whatever so no one's the sagging is to a minimal basically it's a little bit easier um yeah unless you go for the incognito though isn't that like a big thing these days like is that like slightly less controversial because you can't see them as much or which like or the invisaligns like... and stuff 
yeah like i know they're pricier but if you're not you can probably afford them more you know at that age or whatever yeah, yeah except yeah except for like with very complex cases and it requires a lot of compliance which a lot of people i mean let's just put it this way a lot of people don't even wear their retainers so to get people to wear their invisaligns which are removable it's like sometimes people's treatment plans don't go as quick if they don't have a strict dentist and um, they they don't kind of scooch along and you have to go a lot more regularly don't you to go back for the channel. yeah same kind of same appointments as like with the the wires with the um aligners um it's on a four weekly basis but at least with the wires you kind of have more control over it so you're like if you do if you plan a movement you know the next day that's going to nearly be what you wanted it to do but with the aligners, your the teeth often don't track enough, so it does require a lot of more like changing of the plans, and then like sometimes you can be seen every two weeks to make sure that it is tracking kind of the way you want it, and tracking just being like the way the teeth are moving as planned, um, and I like sure the teeth don't move if the aligners aren't in the mouth or if you're not coming to your appointments and getting checked up, because sometimes when people are coming to the end, I had someone there recently. And after four, we had their last four weeks and they came in and we were all so excited to get them off. And then they, um, they didn't want to, they didn't want to tell me that the teeth hadn't been tracking because they didn't want to disappoint me. <laughs> so then, anyway, we ended up having to extend the treatment because of that. So anyway, we learned that it's important to communicate um, and not, not to try let me down because obviously the teeth are more important than breaking my heart about it. <laughs> And would you put the but the bonded retainers? Would you uh, recommend those for everyone these days? Or um, yeah, you do recommend them for everyone. Kind of, it's it's totally a clinician preference. You, I kind of give both because if the you have the bonded retainer and it breaks, you have the removable one, and if you lose your removable one, you have your bonded one. And I think that's a lot of the time what people don't realize is, like, first of all, if your bonded one breaks, you're you're not gonna know, but your teeth can move back very quickly. Like you know, if like you run out of like, I don't know, your vitamins or something, the chances of you replacing them tomorrow is slim. And it's like replacing that removable retainer. You're not gonna go tomorrow and be like, oh, I need to get that. But with age, like it is just like your teeth move forward, they get crowded because it's just actually the gravity of your teeth falling down your jawline with the, oh. with the slope is why you're kind of getting the, the crooked teeth as opposed to a lot of people are like, oh, it's my wisdom teeth. Or like, it's so weird I'm getting it because my wisdom teeth are gone. But when we were in college, you actually kind of got docked marks if you said wisdom teeth because it's the eighth thing on the list. And they didn't want us to have the mentality of being like, it's the wisdom teeth. So they were like, really like, did not encourage us to answer it with that way, which I think is important to note because then people like do think it's that when it's nothing to do with that, it is the, the retainers at the end of the day that are kind of stopping it from moving because of age. You know? Yeah, I think when you go, yeah, and when you go to get the retainers redone, like they kind of re they redo the mold on your mouth, so it's whatever your position your teeth are in. Then, so if you leave that a couple of weeks or something, then I'm presuming your teeth are moving. So, like the next time you get it molded, the plastic retainer is only shaping your teeth at, at that time, so they might have moved, which is obviously not good. Yeah, if you don't have that bonded retainer on separate. And then also yeah. the other thing is if you get it off, like I think most of us probably have experienced this, but when you forget to wear your retainer for a couple of nights and then you put it in and it's so tight, like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're like, no. Like a lesson to wear it nearly. When you have a little gap between your tooth and the edge of the plastic and you see it in the mirror and you're like, I've left it too long. <laughs> I'm done. It's just so funny like to have come across both of you in college, like out of all the people 
first of all in college and then for it to be two two percentile things in the world guys I'm on I don't think I told you that before you started dentistry I think I told you that when we were in first year and like I, I don't left that a bit longer into dentistry I don't think you came up with that for a while I think we were living together yeah, right? didn't remember because you were like why are you telling me this and then when you were a dentist it kind of made more sense my friends who were in primary school with me all kind of remember it because they were like that was that weird period of time where you had no front tooth for like and when everyone else in the class did <laughs> and the communion I was terrified for my confirmation that it wouldn't be sorted by then because I was like I've already had one where I just smiled my mouth <laughs> that's actually a so lot of photos a <laughs> lot of photos I'm sure there was a wedding as well just <laughs> <laughs> I was flower girl like I think if parents are worried about it it's kind of important to say like your kids I wasn't at any point like I didn't I didn't worry about this and I was kind of a worrier kid but they're obviously going to take the lead from you in terms of like getting freaked out about it like my mum didn't and my dad is a doctor so nothing is serious to him at all <laughs> so I think wherever that kind of imp- like they never put that much importance to it so that kind of meant that I didn't either which was kind of a good way to have it they were worried about it basically yeah and they didn't like my mum I was her only daughter so she probably was a bit worried that I'd be permanently <laughs> having kind of ugly smile but she didn't ever like I never worried about that so that kind of made the whole thing a lot yeah. easier Another huge one in my household that has just come up and like I've been asked to look into it because um, some people know that I'm friends with a, a dentist. So you're going to get um, some free advice but, online here. <laughs> this is turned exactly, into an online yeah, consult. Podcast, well, you can't do U-turn because it's uh, recorded. But um, no, but a big one that comes up a lot is um, like the, the cosmetic aspect of teeth as well. And like I think like teeth whitening as well is getting a, is becoming a big thing as well like these days and there's so many products out there and then it's very hard to know where to go and then some of them work really well but then you obviously question and um, you know what's behind them as well and and is it good and bad and like so there's a lot of proponents I'm not going to name names but in my family there's a lot of proponents of tooth whitening kits and then there's a lot of um there's one or two kind of um uh, I suppose questioners of the of the science and all that stuff so I thought I'd just ask well uh, the thing is like whitening is like anything over 0.1% is prescribed um of the hydrogen peroxide so if you're not using something stronger it's not going to work basically is the moral of that story um so that's why all your whitening toothpaste and strips and whatnot they only last for 24 hours and they'll only ever bring it up one shade versus the four shades and versus then it lasting like five years because it's just it's it's just not authorized to be licensed without a dentist so that's why like I always do say to just if you're gonna if you're interested in the whitening just get the whitening treatment because I there's so many people that come in to get whitening and they say that they've spent so much whitening on x y and z products um and like they're spending like 50 euro a month on it and I'm like and then they've their roommates have spent more than they've spent on the treatment and they're not getting the results kind of thing so it's like people are so apprehensive for going for treatment but like it it works and the others don't work so I don't think you should be reluctant from a point of it being cosmetic and you shouldn't spend money on it because oh it's cosmetic but if it like you're better off to just admit to it and get it done than trying to do something on the sly and not working nearly do you know what I mean and I always say like you're going to end up with sensitive teeth like you get sensitive teeth as you age anyway and if you're constantly irritating your teeth with sensitive toothpaste or strips then you're going to get more sensitive teeth so why not just use sensitive toothpaste to protect your teeth and get whitening treatment 
I don't know. For okay. me, it's a no-brainer. Brown, I finally Lois, decided to go for it in September because I'd been wanting to do it for ages. And I was definitely that person that used the Crest strips. Like I'd be stocking up on them when I went to the US and stuff. But I was, I, I decided like, obviously, because Brown was doing it, but I'm so glad I did it. Like, I really, I'm just, I, I really think it's made such a difference. And like, so many people have said it to me. And I'm just like, I, I honestly, like, really wish I had known that it would make such a difference to the whole smile and everything. I know. And then you but only then like realize after that, like, they were yellow. <laughs> But you think about the problem is with the strips, you're like, oh, I have an event coming up. So I use the strips before. Whereas now I'm like, I'm, you know, that's a silly way to look at it. Like it's, it's just white all the time. Yeah. And hopefully it'll last for a while as well. And I'm then it's kind of like you're doing it for you, not for an event. Because that's exactly. what self cares about. Yeah. And it's a good time yeah. to do it. As I said, yeah. you're working so you can keep the sensitive teeth out of the wind I know and the other thing is like the whitening at the moment is so good like if people are like oh I think I'm gonna hold up I'm like honestly your decision but like at the moment you're not going to restaurants having your your curries or your red wines or your whatever so you have so much control over your diet so now actually is kind of the ideal time to do it because anyone that's getting a ton over lockdown is having such good results because they're able to stay away from like things that do same and even the instead of having the coffee first thing when you wake up like when I was whitening my teeth I was avoiding it as much as possible but I I was like oh if I can you said even leaving it two or three hours after waking up is better than having it first thing yeah so like, I just sort of made that part of my routine and had a really nice coffee in the middle of the day and sort of like and, and, and with a straw with a straw with yeah. straw <laughs> I really got into iced coffee it was actually <laughs> it's kind of changed my life it's great some of, some of these habits are very easy to change like you know some of them are obviously harder like I don't know if you're to tell someone to stop I don't know drinking for a year that'd be very tough but like changing the time that you eat or like um you know one that you told me Brona was changing from granola to oats like that wasn't a huge deal for me like uh, that was fine like I just kind of subbed them out I've, I'm kind of sticking them in the fridge for a while beforehand and they're kind of like they kind of I'm not sure they soak up the, the milk or whatever oh like, yeah, was, those ones yeah that was an easy one to do and like yeah I, I feel like yeah just tiny little tips like that like I think I, I wouldn't have done that apart from just a trip to the dentist like it's a simple one to change and like there is a lot of sugar, more sugar on granola so like you know yeah, I think some, I of the, rid of that some of the brandy numbers like you know which just some of the some of the little changes you can make are easier than others basically yeah yeah, and then like you've got rid of that frequency. So then you're allowed to treat at another time of the day. Because I, I hate saying like people are always like, oh, you don't want to go to the dentist to get an art job. I have the biggest sweet tooth. But it's about finding, yeah, it's about really finding ways around it to try allow you to have a treat, but also protect your teeth, which is just cutting out things simple like the granola. Because like I don't like a lot of people think that that's the thing. A lot of the time people are trying to be healthy and then they're just not checking those smaller, finer details, which is like the, granola is like lots of honey basically you know yeah but um yeah all the little little things that you can change to make it so much easier to hang on to your teeth basically yeah the the point though was that with like the like orthodontic treatments or with like basically any treatments like especially with the way the world's going with so much consent and everything like you do get informed of all the risks and everything that's happening with the treatments and like it can be quite daunting that you're like, oh, like there's this chance or that chance of what everything happening. But it is important to remember that these are just things that, they, that the doctors and dentists have to say 
but it doesn't mean that it's not the good way to go if that makes sense like so most of the time as your parents knew Sarah like there there isn't a point in being worried about something that is such a small risk when people just have to say it to to be inf- to inform people because yeah, you want to know that stuff like you should have the attitude that you want to hear that stuff and not yeah. be like don't say that to me because you know then it's like well you, you can't should. make a decision if you don't know this stuff but it's just about the most important thing I think about all these kind of things is to know like you should be asking like what's the percentage of each of those risks happening versus the benefits of the thing because a lot of the time the risks are point something of a percent so you should find out all these things to know to basically be in more informed and as you say not kind of avoid the avoid the conversation like you know you 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 need to know this as a person and like people are always like oh I don't want to ask like a stupid question there is no such thing as a stupid question because you can't make a decision if you don't know the answers basically yeah so yeah, so I'm so glad that you guys came on and shared all your experiences with everyone. Um, and I'm glad that you two now know each other's dental stories. So you know that you guys didn't have a unique experience. <laughs> so thanks so much, guys, for coming on. Uh, you've been an absolute joy. And I hope everyone has learned something today from the podcast. And yeah, basically, that's it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Brenna. Really. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining Sarah, Connor and I in our conversation today. For more tricks and tips, check out at Dr. Brona Keen on Instagram. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to share it with all of your friends and family.